Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner, and this is going to be a special year-end of 2017 episode, so this will serve as the final episode of 2017, which we are going to talk about all the fun stuff and play lots and lots of great music, and I'm so excited because joining me for the final episode in this year-end review, how could I do it without my better half? Jocelyn Hunt. Jocelyn, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Roy. I mean, really. <laughs> but seriously, this has been uh, a really weird year, uh, a really crazy year. And uh, But it's something miraculous happened was that you and I uh, joined forces. We met uh, cosmically, emotionally, uh, and actually physically, in person. You're real. I can't <laughs> believe it sometimes that you're real. I'm real. She is definitely real and definitely <laughs> gorgeous, and I'm glad, so glad that we're able to sit down here. So what we wanted to do is we want to, you know, we did this last year. We did a, a, a year-end episode, and uh, we want to have a lot of fun. You know, we don't want, we wanted it to be kind of a bit of a distraction. We want it to be a, a recap of the year's events. Uh, you know, not only globally, but, you know, mainly personally. I mean, you're, this is an escape from all of the, you know, the politics and the Trumps and the Roy Moores and the Harvey Weinsteins and all that, you know, stuff that just kind of beats you down every single day. And so we want to, you know, we want to, we don't want to ignore that stuff, but we also don't need to embellish it today. Uh, what we want to do is, is talk about all the, you know, some good stuff and play some good music and, uh, and tell some good stories and kind of, and uh, we want everybody to, to join in. We want to, you know, first wish everybody a, a wonderful and safe and happy New Year's Eve, whatever your plans are, and uh, and to prosper into the new year. Uh, now, the year did begin with something uh, pretty significant. And of course, you know, we elected a, uh, a new president that again, like I said, it turned out to be some reality TV stooge uh, that has been causing a lot of uh, stress. So this is your stress reliever. But for me, uh, the year began as it always does usually with me in Las Vegas uh, doing my annual uh, residency at the Hard Rock Hotel uh, for the Internext Conference. And while there, there was a women's march that was kind of in protest. Uh, so we started the year off very, 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 very strong. And, and, and Jossie is, 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 a, is a, a very strong uh, uh, woman as yourself. I wanted to get your perspective on, on that. I'm very proud of uh, the women's marches all around the world. And it's just a sign that we're all coming together and, you know, noticing issues that are not necessarily owned by women, but, um, you know, just taking care of our fellow citizens and uh, making sure our mothers, sisters, daughters, friends aren't um, taken advantage of, and, you know, myriad of issues that the Women's March represents. So it makes me feel really proud of just humanity in general. Were you able to, to, participate, to participate in any of the women's marches uh, no. uh, this year? Well, okay, well I, know, the reason why I say it is not because you, I know that you wanted to, but I know that you work like 90 hours a week yeah. uh, spreading joy and music to <laughs> the youth of uh, this great nation. So I work every Saturday, so no, I can't do those marches. Well, I wasn't 
able to actually be at the march. Obviously, I was going to be there in solidarity, uh, at the very least on the sidelines. But something that I, I did do, uh, that I was proud of, that I hope that it, 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 it reached and, and it made some sort of impact or some sort of difference in, in terms of inspiring, is that while I was at the, 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 the Hard Rock Hotel there in Las Vegas doing my set, um, I talked a little bit about what was happening that day right before it began. And I gave a shout out to um, all the, you know, all, all the women that had assembled that day. And uh, I wanted to, I was trying to think of, you know, what could I play? What, what song could I play that would be uh, empowering, that would kind of frame the vibe? Uh, what would, you know, I didn't want it to be, you know, Fever or Katy Perry's Roar, you know, and those are all, can be all great anthems and stuff, but what had hit me and all of a sudden what had inspired me to do it was I was thinking about Nina Simone. Uh, I had just seen uh, this fantastic documentary whenever I was in at uh, the Sundance Film Festival uh, about whatever happened to Nina Simone because it's one of the most undocumented stories about one of the most influential figures in, 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 uh, in history and a lot of stuff that I didn't know. And I'd been thinking about it and uh, Nina wrote a song and released a song that was incredible. It would be controversial to say the least to this day and age, but especially in the 1960s, she wrote a uh, song called Mississippi Goddamn. And I dedicated this song to all the, the women all across the country and specifically to the women there in Las Vegas on that day. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people didn't get it, but a lot of people did get it and made sure that I knew that uh, right after my set. So that was a, that was a, a, you know, an intense way to start the year off resisting uh, any of this BS that, that started so we can still have a, a lit uh, year and have a good time. And that's what we want for people coming into 2018. So I thought I would bring that back uh, into the, the year to, to continue to resist, to continue, uh, because it's going to be a long four years here. Thankfully, we've already got the first one out of the way. Uh, we've come out, uns, you know, as bad as unscarred as, as, as we can, and we hope that that, that trend continues. But um, if you haven't seen it, check out, it's probably on Netflix, the, uh, the documentary, whatever happened, what happened to Nina Simone. Uh, and this here is from, you know, this is from 1964. And if you, if you know anything about the song, you know that, that Nina Simone wrote it cause it was a, um, it was in response to some things, of course, that were happening, of course, at the, at the time, whatever, you know, there was a, a, a church bombing. It was the, the murder of, of Medgar Edmonds in Mississippi. Uh, there was a, a Baptist church, uh, in, in Birmingham there was, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So it really, and, you know, to, for a outspoken black woman to have a, you know, a, what they would call a sacrilegious, you know, the, you know, saying goddamn in a song to, even today it would resonate. So it was a very, very bold thing. So that's why I equated it with what the women were doing, which is a strong woman making a strong statement. So from 1964, this is Nina Simone's Mississippi Goddamn. And we dedicate that to all the strong women out there that, that stood up and, and resisted this year and will continue to into the new year. You love. And of course, a couple of years ago, Four little girls were killed in Alabama. And at that time, we got the inspiration to 
do this song But Dr. King's murder has left me so numb I don't know where I'm at, really And of course you heard this song That was composed by Gene Taylor Especially for today But I hope that between now and the end of the year It'll all be together enough That we will have songs that go down in history For these wonderful, brave people Who are no longer with us Alabama's got me so upset Tennessee made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Alabama's got me so upset Lurleen Wallace has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Can't you see it? I know you can feel it It's all in the I can't stand the pressure much longer Somebody say a prayer Alabama has got me so upset And Memphis has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Children sitting in jail Black cat cross my path I think every day's gonna be my last Lord have mercy on this land of mine We all gonna get it in due time Cause I don't belong here I don't belong there I've even stopped believing in prayer about do I've been there so I know you keep on saying go slow well that's just the trouble washing the windows picking the cotton nothing but rotten too damn lazy thinking's crazy Try to do my very best Stand up, be counted with all the rest Cause everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn Now you heard him He's one of you If you have been moved at all And you know my songs at all For God's sakes, join me Don't sit back there The time is too late now. Good God. You know, the king is dead. The king of love is dead. 
ain't about to be non-violent, honey. Oh, oh. oh no. Picket lines, school boycotts. They try to say it's a communist plot. But all I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. And I loved him because he believed it. He lived by it. But you lied to me all the years. You told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady and you stopped calling my mama and Sadie. Hear me now. But my country is full of lies. We all gonna die and die like flies. I don't trust nobody anymore. Keep on saying go slow. That's just the trouble. No. Desegregation. No. Mass participation. No. Unification. No. Do things gradually. No. To me, just give me my equality, cause everybody knows about Mississippi, everybody knows about Alabama, everybody knows about Mississippi, God damn, that's it! Such a powerful song powerful message. We want to dedicate that to all the women who marched in 2017 and will continue to resist and march into next year. Amen. Fantastic. Uh, and speaking of, of, of 2018, what are some, tell me some resolutions that, that you have there. Um, well, that's a pretty common one. I would like to reduce my debt <laughs> and get into a nice cozy budget. <laughs> and how do you plan to do that? Um, Work a lot and save a lot. <laughs> well, I'm doing working in, in a lot and saving a lot because my New Year's resolution is to kiss you under the Northern Lights uh, mm. in Iceland, uh, you know, around uh, around March. Uh, and a segue into that would be that actually if you heard, you hear this at this week's beverage, uh, is officially and unofficially brought to you by Einstock. Uh, it's actually an Icelandic toasted porter Amazing. that is absurdly good, right? So good. This, it's, uh, it says, with clear notes of toffee and dark chocolate, this porter is roasty and rich, offering a medium body that is robust yet smooth on the palate. Toasted and chocolate malts gives it a, sin a sinister black color. Mm. So it's kind of got that Nordic black metal thing going too. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
And we picked it up at Total Wine in Frisco, uh, which is kind of like a theme park of, of all the all your favorite beverages. Uh, we were able to uh, actually uh, uh, score some some good stuff there. And it's like when you go in there, it's like, oh, I was going to pick up a six pack or or even a nice bottle of wine. It's literally a a theme park, and we're by no means uh, big drinkers or, or in, uh, but uh, we do like we do have good taste and we do like good things, and so. Uh, just it's, it's it's like art, isn't it? Like when you see that whole wall of all the different, uh, right? It's like it's 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 like art. It's like looking at records, isn't it? Yeah, records and recipes all into one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like food. It's supposed to be exciting and different and and yeah. cultural and just the background. So yes, we are drinking Icelandic beer, mm-hmm. uh, dreaming of uh, of being in Reykjavik in 2018. So, mm. uh, so cross your fingers. Keep listening to this show so we can go. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, gives me a, a chance to go ahead and and, uh, and and thank all of our sponsors that make this show happen. It kind of keeps the lights on. Uh, in the new year, I know we just had Christmas, uh, but if you're looking to buy uh, some office furniture, uh, go to trickykid.com. Check out officefurniturego.com. If you do, it, it uh, you click on it, whatever you buy, uh, you'll give you a great discount. They'll throw, throw a few bucks back our way, and it allows us to be able to bring a show like this to you each and every single week for free. Uh, the best thing you can do for us also, if, you, if you're feeling generous, is to, when you go to iTunes, and first of all, subscribe. Subscribe, 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 because that way the show just appears automatically each and every single week. But if you could leave us a review, that would be great, because it spreads the word and uh, and it allows us to, to continue, and we want to. We have so much to bring you in 2018. Uh, lots and lots of great guests that we're excited to be bringing uh, your way uh, into the new year, very early to the new year as well. Uh, of course, you always can find us on Twitter at Tricky Kid and, uh, and the number two. Uh, go to Facebook and type in Tricky Kid and uh, ra- uh, Radio Podcast. And also my alter ego DJ Tricky Kid is uh, available in there as well. And, uh, and, and don't worry about finding... Uh, Jocelyn, uh, you don't you, you don't find Jocelyn. Jocelyn finds you. Is that right? <laughs> and and uh, and she, uh, well, we we actually kind of found each other. So uh, that would have to be the not only the, the the highlight of 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 my year, but the well the highlight of my life. So uh, so Jocelyn, why don't you know? A lot of people ask us and stuff. So I, I would like I would like your your take on. Would like to hear your. Uh, your take on, on our uh, <laughs> amazing romance here. So, uh, well, I remember you were late for our first date, <laughs> <laughs> and the first words you said to me were "Never keep a lady waiting," which is true, but it's okay because you're charming and handsome. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, I, I, I like to think that I redeemed myself. Correct? Like I think you did. <laughs> you know, I, I I've joked with you before, but I, it, it's funny. We uh, we met for our first date at uh, the uh, Deep Ellum Brewery. Like we just come from a liquor store, and we're meeting at brewery. Yeah, <laughs> um, we don't drink that much. No, not at all. <laughs> Unless it's Icelandic Einstock, and then just pour it all over my face. Uh, but uh, but I you know I, I joke about this, but it, it's got to be true that when. I first met you and you were sitting there waiting for me. You were the most, still the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. 
And then suddenly it was like in Wayne's world. So he was like, oh, dream weaver. <laughs> <clears throat> Forgive me. It's December and I have a cold. Uh, so much better in the summertime. Okay. Uh, but there's got to be some sort of like security footage of me like, do you know what I mean? Of me like seeing you sitting there waiting for me and just like my jaw hitting the ground. <laughs> but what are, what are, what are your memories from, 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 from that day? Um, well, it was just nice to finally be around somebody with a lot of confidence like you and, you know, a lot of times being in deep Ellum can feel overwhelming and, um, but you just took my hand and, let me let's go here let's go there and it felt great to kind of feel felt like i was being taken care of and like i didn't have to worry at all that was nice that's wonderful thank you, <laughs> and thank you for saying that and and you know that is you know obviously one of the best days of my entire life and and here we are uh you know uh, you know it's could say it's only in six months but it's it's been it's been a lifetime and and uh, uh, not only a pleasure and, a, and, a, and a, a real honor, but and then you know you and I can't wait for you and I to, to onward and upward and and to prosper in the in the, in the new year and, and and beyond together. So, uh, so this is me telling you uh, publicly, of course, uh, that I love you. Oh, I love you, Roy. I love you, baby. <laughs> So we want to, again, we want to continue that love and spread that love uh, out to all of you out there listening. Uh, we want 2018 to be to be fun. 2017 was weird, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and and it, you know this was a weird year, wasn't it? Like, it was. uh, what what do you tell t- tell me your when you feel like that you're going to talk about 2017? What later, like in two years, five years, ten? Years, what do you think, what do you think you'll tell people about wow. 2017? I don't know. It just feels like the biggest thing of this year was just the polarity of the political climate just kind of crashing together these two sides and I have no idea I'm just trying to stay away from it and not think about it too much right now (laughs) right for sure but for sure but it didn't you know but like I said life goes on you know in, in, in in the middle of all that we met and fell in love and (laughs) <laughs> are planning our future. And so it's like, you know, when I tell people out there, like, you know, when the social media sometimes can be a, uh, a sewer of, uh, of negativity and, and all that kind of stuff, just, you know, I don't think ignorance is bliss and I'm not certainly not telling you to turn a blind eye to things that matter. Uh, but sometimes you have to, you know, just stay healthy and, and not yeah. get so caught up in stuff. And I think that, and that's what this show's about. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, how much does it really affect you? You know, you should have an opinion. You should be active. You should be aware. Have your finger on the pulse. But don't let it just completely cause you to be in a state of rest and development. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you have to you have to move on <laughs> and and prosper. And you know, there are so, you know there are a lot of things uh, you know to, you know to be gained uh, and, and 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 moving on and moving forward. Uh, in spite of all that, just continue to resist and continue just to have fun. Let's let's dance. Uh, uh, speaking of which, um, we, you and I, uh, why don't you tell the fine folks where we are headed this weekend for New Year's Eve? We are headed to Louisiana. That's right. And the name of the casino is uh, the Paragon Casino. Right. 
in in the lovely Marksville, Louisiana. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if it's Dubuque, Iowa, or uh, you know, bum, you know, f Florida. The revolution is playing. Thus, yeah. we uh, shall be there. And I wanted to give a shout out to uh, their bassist, Mark Brown, aka Mar uh, Brown Mark. Uh, for sending us such a, a generous invitation to come, uh, you know, kind of, kind of come get our purple rain on with with them, and and uh, and and ring in the new year with the revolution. So we'll be talking a little, little bit about about that later on in the episode. Uh, speaking of Prince, I wanted to uh, to tell you a few things. You guys might have remembered that earlier this year, uh, it was kind of there was a, an engineer named, named Ian Boxhill, and Ian. Uh, Timed with the first anniversary of Prince's passing, and any any listener of this show knows that to know me and to be a fan of the show or a regular listener knows that uh, Prince is uh, the the guiding light. He's been the the one constant, the one truth uh, in my life, musically, spiritually, everything. So, and when Prince did pass, unfortunately and unexpectedly, we did four episodes um, detailing and chronicling each decade of his. Un paralleled career in life and I encourage any Prince fan out there or just any fan of fun uh, and, and, and music to check those out uh, but uh, you know anytime when somebody passes it's unfortunate people always want to try to get a piece of it and you know and, and Prince was so mysterious and and there was a lot of things that people couldn't get their hands on even when he was alive you couldn't listen to his music on YouTube uh, so Ian Boxhill apparently had recorded uh, some had a session with him Around the 2007, 2008, around the around the, the planet Earth uh, lotus flower era, and what had happened was was that uh, he thought, okay, I'm now going to try to make some money off of these. I've been sitting here for ten years, so I don't we don't know what his, his agenda was. I don't want to speak for him. It, it you know it, it could be, I don't know. Uh, but regardless, Prince's music was meant to be shared, uh, to be heard, not to be held in litigation. So talk about resisting and making a, a brave statement. In a bold statement, what he was going to – what he did was – he thought he could circumvent it was he made some remixes and kind of fooled around with it. And you might remember – and he would try to release it as Deliverance uh, earlier this year. And if you might remember, it came up and quickly went away. And so uh, he thought that since he owned it, since he kind of dabbled with it or he, you know, he remixed it, that it's now his, Princess Estate had other plans. Well, have no fear, friends. Much like Christian Slater and Pump Up the Volume, uh, I am happy and proud and fearlessly uh, able to bring those to you. So if you go to TrickyKid.com, look under Tricky Kid Radio Podcast, my gift to you is this. Under the music banner, I'm going to give you a password right now, and I'll repeat it and also will be on the website. Type in Funky Xmas 17. That's a capital F and a capital X. Funky Xmas 17. It will access you to our vault. And there they sit. The entire Prince Deliverance EP in all of its glory. So you won't have to look any further uh, and to be able to enjoy that. They're not available anywhere else. It's not on YouTube. I, I haven't been able to see it anywhere else. So, once again, bringing you exclusive music in the face of adversity. And I'm going to give you a little taste of it right, right about now. So this is from 
the Prince Delivers EP, it's called No One Else because there was no one else like Prince. Here we have now taken our little world tour here of of, uh, of beer. We've gone from Iceland and now have moved on to the Czech Republic uh, with Czechvar, which is just a, a regular just lager. It's kind of like the Budweiser of the Czech Republic, but not too bad. What do you think? I haven't tried it yet. What? Here, <laughs> give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, the Czech know how to make beer for sure. Without question, maybe not as good as is the Iceland, uh, the Nordic uh, 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 brewmasters of Iceland, but uh, but not too bad. Just just the same there. 
you know, in speaking of Prince, you know, one thing that we wanted to do was that, you know, we didn't want this to turn into this full-on, like, in-memoriam episode, but, you know, it would be remiss not to acknowledge, we, met, we, we missed and uh, lost so many people uh, this year, and so I would love to play a song from each and every single one of them, or some tidbit and offer uh, their contribution, and instead of reducing it down to... Uh, you know, a quick sound bite, but I thought something with something fun that we could have fun with is we're going to run through a quick little mega mix, and this is going to be our quick, uh, but no less sincere uh, tribute to a lot of the people that we lost this year that have meant so much to us. Uh, see if you can pick out some of your favorites and uh, and enjoy. able to uh, kind of pick out some of some of the people who've had an impact on your life at all? Yes. Greg Allman, the Allman Brothers Band. I heard the, um, the, the first track on the Eat a Peach album. That was my favorite album. It was the album that symbolized my summer after my senior year of high school. So, so we provided a, a pretty intense soundtrack for an important part of your life. Yes. Freedom. <laughs> so, so it was, you got out of high school and it was, it was, it was between high school and college. Yes. So talk a little, a little bit about that. Um, well, it was just, uh, you know, I remember listening to it on the way to, uh, rehearse for my senior recital. I gave a double recital on violin and piano my senior year. And, um, it's what I listened to when I was hanging out with friends that summer. Um, you know, uh, working at Whole Foods and <laughs> just, uh, you know, just starting to experience more of life in general because, you know, I had maybe kind of a, a sheltered upbringing a little bit, but so it was, it was fun just experiencing new things, um, knowing that I was off to college the next year, the feeling of freedom that summer always brings. For sure. And, um, yeah. 
that's pretty much. <laughs> so, so I mean, so when you hear that song, does it does it point to a very? I mean, it's a soundtrack to such a an important part of your life because it's that exchanging experience for perspective type kind of thing, right? Right. But and for so for you, it represents freedom, liberation, yeah, and just the potential of, of what's to come. You know, you have your whole life ahead of you. You finally finished high school. And, um, yeah, that feeling of effervescence and hope. And there's something about summer as well that always kind of invites that, doesn't it? Yes. And we had uh, such a magical summer this year. Like I said, you know, you can say what you want about 2017 and how it'll be remembered and all the weirdness and all the, the, the stuff. But I'll remember it as the year that I, I met the love of my life, you. Yes. And that magical summer that 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 where our love was born, you know, and we had so much fun this summer. When you when you think back on this summer, what what are some of the things that you think about? Um, well, I got to see a lot of music with you this summer. Um, usually, I'm at home, kind of bored, you know, um, but there was always something to look forward to. Um, we saw a lot of great shows, like I said, and. The, the foreigner show is a lot of fun, right? So I'm glad you mentioned that because, <laughs> so, you know, we're not hipsters. We're not, we, we have nothing to prove to anybody. So I could care less that like what, what people think in terms of what is the best thing and all that. While, while I'm thinking about it, I do want to point people to our, uh, our, our top records of the year. Not in, in just, it's like the anti list. It's like more of the, you know, everybody puts out there, these are the best records of the year. Okay, we haven't heard every record this year. These were just the records that we liked so much. So uh, in the same way with that was like, what was the best show that you saw? Well, I would love to tell you that it was Radiohead and some coachella e festival thing uh, and blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't. It was Foreigner. And <laughs> am I right? That was a lot of fun. And a lot of fun, I think, because we were both surprised at how many songs we knew. Yeah. Each one was like, what? They do this one, too? I love this song. <laughs> right. But that's the whole point of why you go to a show. We don't go to a show to be seen. We don't go to a show to to for bragging rights. Or we don't go to a show to say, oh, my God, it was so uh, you know, enlightening. It was like, you know, we were there to see Cheap Trick. I mean, let's be honest. We were there to see Cheap Trick. And, and I thought, you know, it would be fun to maybe stick around for Foreigner. I mean, we know a couple of Foreigner songs, right? I had no idea that we were going to know all of them. Yeah, it was one after the other, and they're all songs that I grew up loving yeah. and listening to and dancing around to in the car when it came <laughs> on the radio, and I didn't know who it was. It was just a good song, so lots but it, of good songs. Yeah, but it also was like, well, it was like, name that tune. Like, how many songs do you think you could name from Foreigner? I would have said three, and I didn't realize that now I, I could now say 30, you know? <laughs> but it was more than that. You know, not only was it the soundtrack of our first summer together and such a highlight, such a high point, it was because, again, so, you know, so that we knew all the songs, that was great, but they also have to perform those songs and perform those songs well. I couldn't believe how good that was. Yeah, it was a great performance. And the, the music, the balance um, on stage was, was great. And uh, that singer of theirs was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, because remember how I was kind of cynical. I was like, oh, it's not Lou Graham, and it's yeah, like going to be. I had no idea that Je- I had no idea that Jeff Pilson from Dokken was their bass player. And then like Mick Jones comes out wearing a Hawaiian shirt and leather pants at, 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 at <laughs> seventy three years young, and and then that Kelly Hansen who was a singer, it was fantastic. I, I will never miss it again. Yeah, you know. And, it's like it's like normally I'm like oh I was kind of fun I saw the, the the tour dates for next summer we're totally going like this is <laughs> this is like this is an annual thing our 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 uh, our uh, fun in the sun with foreigner so nice. <laughs> but I thought that was such a say again I'm looking forward to that absolutely <laughs> but it just shaped it it was and it was perfect it was that perfect summer night we were like soaking wet from the heat it was in an outdoor amphitheater it was exactly what you want you know it was. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who grew up, you know, getting their having their first kiss at a, at a skating rink, it, it it had that magic, didn't it? It had that kind of that that summer e thing of us falling in love and just rocking out together, man. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I um, but besides foreigner, uh, if people were to to ask us or point to us, like, what is like our song? I, I even asked you this before, <laughs> like, like what would you say is our song? Um, well, when you asked me that, I was thinking it was the Michael Jackson song, Heaven Can Wait, because of the fact that you constantly sang that to me for like the first three weeks, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Should, should I sing it right now? Yes. For the people? Yes. Well, it just, it summarizes perfectly. Basically, what he says in the song is that he's so in love with this girl that even if he had a ticket to heaven... It can wait. He would tell them. He would tell the angels basically to fuck off. Like he would, <laughs> and so, and of course, he doesn't say that. So I thought it was a, a neat little addendum to the thing where he says, "And tell the angels no, and I don't wanna leave my baby alone." And so I decided to change it to, "And tell the angels fuck no." <laughs> And I don't want to leave my baby alone. And I don't want nobody else to hold you. It's the chance I'll take. Maybe I'll stay. And heaven can wait. You see? I said you're beautiful. You're wonderful. See, it's all those wonderful things about you, my love. But we should let we should let, let them hear Michael Jackson sing it because, <laughs> and it's important too because you know here's something else here, here's something else that's that's total bullshit, was that of course you know Michael Jackson for Thriller of course you know him for Bad and of course you know him for Dangerous, but I think it was in '99 or 2000 he came out with an album called Dangerous. Say what you want about Michael Jackson, I'm not here to sway you about that, but I will say this is that Dangerous went largely unnoticed. Because it was all that BS that was going on and everything else that they were, you know, they were throwing on him and putting him through and all that stuff. And so because of it, the album went largely unnoticed and under the radar, which is a crying freaking shame because it is a masterpiece. Uh, And again, I will boldly say that it is, is, you you're really not going to be able to mess with Thriller, okay? But it is literally... One of the best things, not in a late in life career type kind of, well, it's okay. No, it is perfect. And so why don't we play for the people, Jocelyn, why don't you introduce this one? From the album Dangerous, this is Michael Jackson's Heaven Can Wait. (laughs) 
That's our song, baby. It is. <laughs> and, you know, I really wish that heaven could have waited, uh, you know, for, you know, so many people that we, of course, lost this year that you heard, you know, earlier uh, in the mega mix, uh, you know, for like, like Tom Petty. Chris Cornell. Uh, you know, Bob Givens, who was the animator for Bugs Bunny. Greg Allman. And, of course, Fats Domino. ACDC's Malcolm Young. Della Reese. Rosemary. And from the legendary freak-out band of all time, uh, the one and only uh, Holger Shakay from the legendary Can. Uh, hey, you know, let's get cool in the pool, babe. <laughs> I wanted to say something about Rosemary is that that was, you know, here we are. It's like it's right after Christmas. We've had the best Christmas season ever. And I've been so happy because let me mention something about Rosemary. All of you, no matter how old you are, you have been babysat by Nickelodeon or daytime television at some point in your lives. If you haven't, you have missed out. And so everybody has seen shows in syndication. Like, like you know, you've seen the Dick Van Dyke show. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly have. And I grew up with Green Acres and Petticoat Junction and I Dream of Jeannie and all that kind of stuff. But regardless, if you're unfamiliar with, with Rosemary, what was so cool is that she kind of had this second act um, just this year. Is I don't know who turned her on to it. I don't know if it was her grandkids or friends, whatever. But suddenly Rosemary became very active on Twitter. Uh -huh. Did you ever see this? No. Well... And so what was so great about it was is that Rosemary at 94 uh, years young, instead of being, you know, completely lucid, had all has all of her faculties, the whole bit was easily by hands down my favorite person to follow on Twitter because she was always so full of positivity. She was all but also that same kind of no BS sass of hers, or, you know, and it was just great. And like. If you followed like like another like celebrity that she knew, you, you could see them talking to each other. Like she would talk to Mark Hamill, you know, of course, you know, Luke Skywalker, yeah. and say stuff like, you know, it was clear like they hadn't seen each other or spoken to each other in many many years, and she would say she would say things like, it was like you could you could feel her discovery. She was discovering this whole world that you could tell was that she thought was long gone, and here was a way to communicate with all these people that she wanted to communicate with. She had to look up some phone number or try to get a hold of them. It was just like at a touch of a button, and suddenly she'd say things like, "Hey, Mark, uh, ask your mom next time you see her if she remembers, you know, blah blah blah, some incident." So you're like, you're like, it's, it was this great eavesdropping on the good part of celebrity, you know, the the fun part, not the Kardashian voyeur keeping up kind of thing. It was just this really great thing, and so. Uh, I'm just really upset about this because, you know, I mean, I love Rosemary. She's always so great and, you know, growing up watching her. But I just loved that, that, that at that age she was such an inspiration and was so full of life. And here's the deal. She didn't seem sick or out of it or, like I said, she was like my favorite person on Twitter. And not in a sweet grandma kind of way, just as relevant as anything else. Something else I wanted to mention was that she was so excited because they were making they, – they made a documentary – uh, about her life, and I'm I'm pretty sure that she lived to see the premiere of it. I don't know about the wide, 
uh, you know how sometimes like how they'll premiere a film like in LA and New York first, and then like a few weeks later yeah. it'll get full distribution. So she was talking quite a bit about how excited she was, and and I think that maybe at, at her age, and she kind of felt like things had kind of passed her by. And did anybody remember her? Or did she have any sort of, you know, what was her place in all of this? You know, and so I just. And she was so overwhelmingly surprised by the reaction that it got and that, you know, it was pleasing to see that she had learned that everybody remembered her and, and, and loved her. And and I'm trying to I'm trying to find the name of the film. Uh, give me one second. Yeah. OK. It's right here. It's called Wait for Your Laugh. OK. And uh, it looks like it came out on November the 3rd. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it was uh, directed and written screenplay by, by Jason Wise, along with Christina Tucker. Uh, and it says it's a laugh in the career of the comedian Rosemary is documented through interviews with friends and colleagues as well as never before seen home movies shot by the actress herself. So I'm so happy to know that she lived to see the premiere of that and to see how much she was loved and, and how much she influenced. And so we want to give, uh, you know, of course, our... A shout out to you know Rosemary's family and 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 I'm just I'm just so happy and what 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 a, what a huge loss this is. Um, something else I wanted to mention we're talking about Mark Hamill and uh, you know of course Luke Skywalker. You and I uh, just you know yesterday uh, along with my mother uh, we went and saw uh, Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Yes, so I'm sure everybody wants to know at this point, perhaps, is there a spoiler alert or no? Or yeah, we're not going to give any spoilers. <laughs> so don't worry about that. So, so, so there is no alert. Uh, but we, I wanted to say this, though. Was it much like with Rose Marie, I didn't know if Carrie Fisher, who unfortunately we lost around this time last year, it was one of those very end of the year type kind of things. And, um, God, in 2016, it was wondering if we were wondering if any of us were going to make it out of that year alive, you know? <laughs> But uh, I didn't know if she had finished her scenes or not, and uh, and she uh, she did. Now the only spoiler that I, I will say is not really a spoiler was that I really liked it at the end of the film during the credits. It said, "To our princess." Yeah, to our beloved princess. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, but you know, in in loving memory of our of our princess Carrie Fisher. Uh, and so we're not going to have any, uh, any spoilers here, but it was just, it's just crazy that there's an episode eight to even to discuss, right? Yeah. It's awesome. I like that idea. Well, as somebody who saw Return of the Jedi as an eight year old, uh, you know, that was, you know, it was crazy. There was even going to be any more films mm -hmm. even beyond the first three, let alone, you know, of course the prequels. And now, uh, I guess what they're calling, uh, you know, the sequels. What, what was your take on the film? I thought it was great. Um, you know, it was a long movie, and I feel like they used the time well. So I enjoyed it. Well, you know, I, I liked it too. And and we're by no means like Star Wars, like purists and getting all wound up. And you're kind of more of a Star Trek person, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but interesting enough, however, I thought I, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. I thought it was just great that there was an episode eight period, even like like I said to and to be able to enjoy. I did think the movie was weird. Now, again, I'm not one of these purists that love the originals and hate the prequels and, and, and I'm skeptical about the sequels. No, I love Star Wars. I love these characters. I love the movies. I enjoy them. I've enjoyed all six, all seven films, now eight. I've enjoyed them all. But I did think that this one was weird. And you did say, you said something earlier that I wanted you to repeat. You said about 
there, there was kind of a of an almost too self-aware thing about trying a little hard at something. You mind repeating that? It seemed to me that um, that there were a lot of um, places where there was still kind of a question, but it wasn't like you could tell that there were places that could be left open for perhaps the story to continue. Right, for but sure. Not in an obvious way. So it was kind of like is you know. It, it, you can more feel it and then actually put your finger on it. Yeah. Know? So maybe that's it. <laughs> I, I, th I think that, I don't know, like, again, without giving any spoilers away, whatever. For me, like I said, I enjoyed it. It was so great to see Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker again. And, of course, you guys all know that. So that's not giving anything away. And I love the new characters. I love the new act actors and actresses that are playing. They have a wonderful cast with Daisy Ridley as Ray and... And uh, I know a lot of people have kind of given a lot of flack to Adam Driver as uh, as Kylo Ren, but I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I think he's a, a great villain, you know, especially because he's supposed to have a little bit of a soft, soft part of his heart somewhere. But, right. You know, yeah, he's creepy in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he does a good job of really, of really selling that conflict, don't you think? Yeah, you know? Yeah. But what I what I found to be strange though is that there was something there where, like you said, that you know, there's a lot of twists and turns that are not obvious, and I think that that's on purpose. I think that it's painstakingly not obvious, though. It's like I don't, I don't want it to be painfully obvious, but it doesn't necessarily need to be painstakingly not obvious either. Yeah, I think that's exactly a great way of putting it. And so, <laughs> because of that. It, it, you know, first of all, the film was very long, uh, but I, I felt engaged. We saw it in three days. What, 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 what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, it's a little weird, um, but it was fun. It was nice to see it at a three D movie again. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure, regardless of what we say, uh, yay or nay, uh, you know, you're gonna check it out if you're a Star Wars fan or just again, you know, why wouldn't you see this film? It's fantastic. It's fun. It's two and a half hours. It's the only the eighth film in 40 years. Why wouldn't you uh, embark upon this and then find out for yourself? But it's a it's a beautifully you know shot film. It's there's a lot of action, of course, and I think it's a great continuation of this of such a you know probably the most legendary canon in uh, not only this movie but sci-fi but movie history yeah uh so uh with that in mind um you know i said it was called you know like i said the last jedi and 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 there's a lot of uh last things like i said we mentioned about the people that uh that we lost but you know a lot of people that are still alive a lot of groups disbanded this year you know or decided to go out on top or or whatever you know and yeah. so uh what are what are some of the bands and groups that you think uh that you'll miss from this year a tribe called quest yeah, I mean, I mean, like, really, like, for sure, you know, but and, and but also, like, obviously, like, Black Sabbath. The Dillinger Escape Plan. And, you know, and a, and a lot of bands have had have had to because of a major member, you know, in the band, you know, passing. Like, um, you know, all the members of Black Sabbath are alive, but I get it that, you know, they're older and, and, and want to go out on top. Uh, of course, a tribe called Quest lost Fife Dog, but they tried to carry on. I figured out that they couldn't. But 
you know, obviously, you know, Tom Payne, the Heartbreakers, uh, Pat Nunzio from the Smithereens uh, caused them to have to have to, have to call it a day. And so, you know, these people have lost these major, uh, you know, members of of these bands. But one that hasn't, and I don't, I guess they just wanted to go out either as peaceful as friends, is one of my all-time favorite groups with Chibomato. I mean, hello, it's my two favorite things, okay? And, and I mean, a band that started, a, a group that started a band about love and food. That's that's your two favorite things. And Chibomato actually literally translates is like food madness. <laughs> I mean, this should be your favorite band. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And so, uh, you know, they were on, uh, you know, they broke up like in the late 90s after about 10 years, got back together. Thankfully, I was living in New York at the time and I got to see them several times. They put out a great record uh, on Valentine's Day in 2014 uh, called Hotel Valentine. And... Uh, I thought they were going to do some more touring, but they announced just a few weeks ago that they're actually going to call it, they're calling it a day. I mean, I don't know if it's a hiatus, but it seems like it's like there's something kind of final about it. So I was just kind of like, oh man, Rosemary and Chibomato in the same month? Come on, you know? Yeah, I'm sorry. But that album definitely deserves to be revisited. And maybe if more people bought that record, maybe Chibomato <laughs> would still be going on. So, um, so we want to bring you, uh, this one, uh, and then we're going to come back with some final thoughts and and um, and and some special and a special treat for you. So uh, I wanted to play this song MFN, which you can translate that your own way. This is from Hotel Valentine, uh, the great Chibomato. <laughs> Take serious me, we civilizations take over. They take it up, take it up, take it up the earth. In motherfucking nature. Don't act your curious mate. We alien nations take over. They take it up, take it up, take it all the time. Sucks hard like a diamond. It's the place you
Japanese females uh, create a band based upon love and food with an Italian name that translates as to like crazy food or like food <laughs> madness. Uh, so great, so great. So I mean, whatever decisions that they made, we wish them the best uh, to Miho Tori and to Yuka Honda uh, of Chibo Mato. Uh, so that just about wraps it up for this week uh, again and for this year. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. We really want to extend our warm wishes to everybody out there listening. Thank you guys so much for subscribing and for listening and for joining us on all the our adventures uh, this year. We got so much more coming uh, in 2018. Yeah, go to iTunes, subscribe. You'll get shows like this every single week. Thank you, baby. That's good. See? Uh, listen to her, folks. She's she knows what she's <laughs> talking about. Uh, again, you can find us on on Twitter at the handle Tricky Kid and the number two. Uh, you also can find us, on, of course, on Facebook at Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Go and hit the like button there. Um, go ahead and go to uh, also my alter ego DJ Tricky Kid is on Facebook. Um, lots of great music there as well. And again, go to trickykid.com. There's going to be a great campaign. There's going to be all kinds of pictures of everything that we're talking about. Uh, links to the music that you've heard, uh, all types of different additional information. It's a great companion uh, to this episode here. Uh, so, Jocelyn, uh, some 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 parting words here uh, and some 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 light and positivity moving into 2018. Wish you all uh, your best year yet and the upcoming 2018 calendar year, and have a safe and happy New Year's Eve. And that's that's great advice, sweetheart. And uh, and you know we're actually like I said we're headed to to lovely Marksville, Louisiana, and uh, to uh, to join uh, the revolution, uh, Prince's legendary band. Uh, we're gonna ring in the new year uh, with that uh, group of magical beings, and we we were very 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 excited about it. So as Jocelyn said, please be safe out there. And uh, in fact, and, and I promise a special treat. And when you've got a master in the house like Jocelyn, uh, you definitely want to uh, to be able to enjoy that. So the special treat is is that signing us off for this episode and for this year in 2017 is appropriately is uh, my girl, 
the legendary Jocelyn Hun is going to play Auld Lang Syne uh, on her uh, masterful instrument, the violin. Again, Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2018. See you in 2018. Y'all be safe out there.